This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Modern Geek Podcast number 61, recorded October 15th, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Wow, we got a full plate. Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, I went to go and put the, uh, the notes into Google Docs or Google Drive or whatever, and I went to paste a link, and it's like, hey, sorry about that. Um, we need to install a plugin into Chrome to get this to, to work. Wow. Okay. And yeah. I, I was okay with it because the plugin only wanted access to the clipboard. Yeah, it's not really. Well, you know, it gives you that rights management thing. And I'm like, okay, is this a is this a, like a sandboxing thing or is this a uh, a further push to install more Google apps onto your machine? It's interesting. I wonder. It's really weird. You know, mine is not doing that. We 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 literally just saw this while uh while we were setting up for the podcast and I tried it on on my laptop here. And uh, it didn't require it, and I just went in and looked in preferences, and it it is not installed. Yeah, and it, I, huh. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's I got, maybe they pushed a newer version of this freaking uh, thing to me or something. But Ooh. yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really want it. But yeah, it's odd. I mean, uh, Google Drive. I, I'm not sure I get all the distinction, but I know that it wanted to remove all of my uh, all of my tagging. Which was not helpful, so I was like, yeah, please don't show me this. lie on the tagging, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of useless to have all your docs in a big pile. I well, mean, that's not what they think, though. Uh, either that or we don't understand their their idea behind how they expect us to use it yet. I don't know, one or the other. Either way, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. The only difference I could think is maybe, are you signed into your browser? I am not. That's the difference. That's got to be the difference. Because I am for browser sync uh, for bookmarks. Yeah, I need to start doing. And that. I just had the you know sync everything thing, and yeah, so I guess that must be the difference. I don't know. I hmm. I, I hope it's just on the side of well, okay, let's have you know per web app permissions or something like that, which would be nice. But I don't know. Whatever, it's installing a plugin to, into its own browser that I'm using for everything anyway. So if they want to know <laughs> anything about me, they got it. You're screwed. You're yeah, I know. screwed. Like, why, why am I even really overthinking this? It's not really a problem. But anyway, the... Slippery salt, man. I mean, you got to pay attention. Well, yeah. And speaking of paying attention, uh, if anybody's upgraded to Firefox version 16, um, watch out. Uh, they pulled that update from the Mozilla site. Uh-oh. And they are recommending everybody to roll back to 15.0.1. Um, and since they've got automatic update enabled on all these browsers, chances are there's a lot of people that are running 16 right now. Ouch. Um, Will it auto downgrade? No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry about that. Eh? You almost think that you almost wonder why they don't just take 15 and push it out at 15.0.1 yeah Yeah, really i mean come (laughs) on they should do that however they're not um 
What are they worried about burning a version number? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, they've already used like 16 of them in the last years. <laughs> really? Come on. Yeah, I I don't know why they don't do that. They say um uh it has been removed uh due to indication that there's a vulnerability uh being exploited in the wild. So it's a zero-day vulnerability uh-huh. is what they're coming across, which is the problem. So they say alternately Users can wait until our patches are issued and automatically apply it to address the vulnerability. It's like, okay, Maybe the patch well, will come out tomorrow or something, you know? One would hope. <laughs> Either way, it's like if, you know, just, you know, if you're listening to this and it's 16.0, um, either check for an update or roll it back and, you know, turn off automatic update, I guess. If you're listening to this and you're using Firefox and you have any memory left to do anything else, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I always, I actually was a huge Firefox fan. Me I, too. for the longest time, like, I mean, in fact, it drew me off of IE way, way, way back. And it became the viable IE replacement when you really wanted to be, you know, for that long time when you wanted badly to be off IE, yeah. but, but just couldn't because, you know, here, here's one. I was using it when it was called Firebird. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I wasn't that early an adopter, but um but man, I just I was a big fan, but it got so bloated that I mean I just couldn't leave it running and use it regularly without it just eating my computer's soul. Yeah, it's I I understand that newer versions have gotten better on that, but it's still it's it's got like fundamental problems with its memory management that just you know they need a core rewrite of some of this and it's going to take them a couple years to get that done so and who knows even if they they did the point is now that i mean chrome has become so widely accepted that uh it's kind of hard to pry you off of it well yeah that's the problem is that firefox spent a lot of time um you know, sitting on its laurels, just kind of, you know, we're, we're the browser of choice. You know, if, if people are aware of what browser choice is, they choose Firefox. So, you know, you get what we give you. And then Google said, well, nuts to that. <laughs> and they did one of these leap aheads like, uh, like Apple did with the smartphone market. And it takes some time to get back up to speed. So yeah. Competition would be good here, though. If for no yeah. other reason, <laughs> meanwhile, than do- meanwhile, Opera's sitting off in the corner, going, "Screw you guys." Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, now, am I reading this correctly that the uh, Kindle DX is no more? Well, okay. There's still apparently some like international versions available, but they're pulling them off the site. They're uh, they did a price reduction a little while back, and now it seems like they're just clearing stock. And that eight, what what was it? The uh, you know it had it was like a ten inch e-reader screen, right? Right. This is the large one, correct? This is this is the jumbotron one. Yeah. yeah this is the the three hundred and fifty buck one. Uh, uh, apparently, I think what their plan is here is that because they've got like that kindle fire hd coming out that has mm. the 8.9 inch screen with the backlight and everything right they're like well e-readers aren't our thing anymore which is kind of sad actually is now wait a minute is that the case or are they hmm is well, that the, the case thing or, is, or are they're they... pushing this uh, paper white technology uh-huh 
You know that that backlit e-ink or whatever? Oh, okay, okay. And that's what they're... It looks like that's what the future of the Kindle line is. So the Kindle DX is kind of, you know, it doesn't really... It's always been a niche niche product anyway, right? Like it's been for people that, you know, need larger text and don't want to only read one or two words per line on the normal size Kindle. Yeah, because to me, I, I would think that if the news here is that they're discontinuing the large, old-style Kindle, I would think, yeah, I could see that because there probably aren't a lot of people buying it. On the other right. hand, if the news here is that they want to go to an entirely backlit setup, I don't even know. That might not even be too bad because if essentially what they were saying there was that it has a built-in backlight, which means that if you want to use the backlight, you can turn it on and the battery will drain faster. But it's pretty much like the old e-ink setups. If you're well, if you're not using the backlight, that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I've yet to see one of these paper whites in in you know low like in my hands yet. Sure. Uh, but some of the specs they're touting is like apparently like three weeks at regular use for battery life. But what they say is that regular bat- regular use is like twenty or thirty minutes a day. Mm, yeah, that ain't gonna fly. So I, I don't know. That's the thing is, I mean, I, I've charged my Kindle twice since I've had it and I've had it for a year, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, it keeps. <laughs> yeah. See, it just seems to me, and I, I've really got to look, it looks like there's some reviews out. I really need to go look at one of these in depth because we should probably put this back on the schedule and look at some of the yeah. reviews because <clears throat> I think, I, I think if, if you could turn off the backlight and it had a similar life to the one that you have right now. That would be pretty awesome, actually. Right, but I'm not sure if that's a capability, and that's really kind of the question, I guess. Um, either way, um, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll look into this a little bit further, but either way, there's at least, if you can get a hold of them, they, they were price-reduced for quite a, quite a bit. So, ah, interesting. Um, I, I know that my... Well, my nana's not going to read this <laughs> or hear this. <laughs> my uh, my mom was thinking of possibly getting one for my for my grandmother, who's uh, very hard of vision at this point. Ben, she used to love reading, mm. um, but just can't anymore. And it's like that's the perfect application for one of these, and it's fairly simple to use. She's not a very technological person, but it would be it would be well enough to see if she could try to read the large text, and then maybe you know have a little bit more enjoyment. <laughs> in her later years so um i don't know if 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 you've got somebody that you're looking to get one of these for um both the price and the possibility of it going away means that it's a great time to buy one yeah no um, kidding and plus i mean when it comes down to it the way these ebooks are formatted it's really not a problem it's still going to be usable oh yeah yeah you just throw caliber on your desktop and you can throw any ebook on a Kindle. Well, and it's plus, not a problem. It's not like you're not going to have access to the library or anything. It's it's I guess what I'm saying is it seems like it's less an issue with this, you know, being having slightly outdated hardware than it would be with a normal tablet. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean I haven't even ever thought to update the Kindle software on 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 my reader. I just you know it's just not even something to consider. It's just it it's a it's a book. Who cares? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just read the book. Does the book work? Okay, you don't need to update it. No kidding. Uh, what one thing that uh, else that I saw in kind of the uh, the geek purchasing 
realm was uh, the Raspberry Pi now has a new version with 512 megs of RAM. Ooh, nice. As opposed to uh, 256 before. And a lot of people had made that recommendation of, you know, okay, this is a really cool thing where... Um, where you, you see it popping up in school curriculums where each student gets one of these and learns, you know, assembly programming and that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, for some of these higher end functions that we want to do with it, make one with a little bit more RAM. So that way we can, you know, have our cake and eat it too with like the video card having enough RAM and the system right. having enough RAM as well, right? Right. Um, and we'd be fine paying more on that. And Raspberry Pi people are like, yeah, you know, this is a really good idea, but you know, we're really just, we're hung up on that $35 price tag. So we're going to do that, but still release it at 35 bucks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think that that had to have been coming for a while because, you know, RAM prices pretty much, um, most, most of the time, as long as they're in the, you know, first couple generations, um, they, they'll, they'll go down. Yeah. It's time, not like this so. thing is using the latest and greatest RAM. Right. And it's, it's, they're selling enough of these that they can get a bulk discount, I would think. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I saw my first one in the wild, uh, actually in use outside of the one sitting on my desk, right? Okay, and, yeah. And that was at school, of all places. There's a class that uh, that's doing some kind of uh, Arduino work and things like that, and yep. and they have one that they're they're playing around with. So, there was this. I was I was listening to uh, an episode of Security Now from the last few weeks, and uh, Steve Gibson brought up the fact that uh, there's this one curriculum at a university that is doing this, and they're they're, they're like put together an entire program around the Raspberry Pi, and um, also put out a lot of the coursework online as nice. well. So, um, I'll try to find that for the show notes here <laughs> awesome yeah I, I thought that was cool that that kind of adoption is coming on and another interesting adoption was um we usually call it the buy more but let's actually call it best buy um, <laughs> best buy has announced at least in the states i'm not sure about canada but i wouldn't be su- surprised if they didn't follow suit uh what's it called up there best buy Really? I thought it had another name. Okay, the, okay, here's the thing. They own they have Best Buy, which is a brand, right. which is, you know, the blue store with sure. the thing. And then they they bought Future Shop. Ah, I see. Which okay. is effectively Best Buy with instead of everything being blue, it's all red. Nice. And okay. instead of this, and the salespeople are on commission. Okay. Ouch. So, yeah. So I, I go to Best Buy. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. <laughs> Comparatively. Wow. Uh, I mean, they, the the thing the Future Shop really does though is that they have um some pretty good deals in Canada, like with uh, uh, manufacturers. Right. So they can they can put on like special model sales a lot um, for like uh, monitors and stuff. Like you can get you can get some really cheap stuff just as long as you're willing to say ten times no. I don't want the extended warranty. <laughs> Same way at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. So um, what uh, Best Buy is saying is that they're going to do internet price matching um, huh. with with Amazon. Really. So if you bring in like an Amazon price, they they um I'll use that. And th- this is this is for the Christmas season at least, um, or the holiday season or whatever. Well, I, but, I probably won't use that a lot because most of the time for the holiday stuff, I want Prime shipping because that's the whole point of buying it with Amazon is because for a, just a buck or two they'll wrap it and you can save all the shipping costs. On the other right. hand. 
A lot well, of times I buy because I just really want it now for something, and it, they have it, and Amazon doesn't. And if I can wait at all, I will do it and buy via Amazon. But now, what the hell? If they'll match, I'll just go get it. Well, that's it. That's exactly what they're wanting to do. They want to prevent uh, what's called showrooming, right? Where people do all <laughs> the Christmas shopping yeah. at Best Buy, take pictures of everything they want, and then go home and order it off of Prime. That's it. That's <laughs> they, they, yeah. And also for stuff that's out of stock, uh, they're uh, apparently going to do, I believe it's free shipping as well. So, I that's mean, a that's a good idea. That's pretty slick. That is, that is a great way for a, a big box old style store to stay relevant in this kind of order everything off the internet age. And I mean, if they don't do it after the holiday season, then yeah, whatever. It's fine. But I think it's really smart of them to say, you know, let's let's just put a stop to this right now. You want that gift? It's right here. Come get it now. Bring your own price and we'll give it to you. That's a good idea. I, I will probably end up using that. <laughs> and uh, oh, now I have an awesome name for that thing that I do. Old showrooming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I saw that term. I'm like, yep, that's that's, that's yeah. very succinctly what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh, I do that. A lot. Um, there, there was one other thing I wanted to, to, to kind of walk through here. Have you seen this? Uh, what was it? Uh, it, was a, it was a letter to the uh, stock owners from, from Microsoft. From, like, it was a shareholder letter that no. very specifically says, um, you know, like a lot of the time, a lot of the, uh, quote, official information from Microsoft comes, like, via slip-ups at, you know, uh, tech conferences and stuff like that, where CEOs and uh, and project leads kind of just say a little bit more than they want to. Right. Uh, this was actually a shareholder letter that says, "Well, let me ask you first here. When I say Microsoft, what type of company are they? They're a software company. Yeah, that's not what they want to be anymore. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea." <laughs> They they say they are a devices and services company. I could see and, and the, the services concept. I mean, you got to admit, look at what happened to IBM, right? right? IBM essentially did a backwards version of what Microsoft is doing, right? I mean, yeah. IBM was a hardware manufacturer with a software. They were in software only as long as they had to be, right, before... Other people picked it up, and then they were a hardware manufacturer. And then, right. and then uh, they kind of realized that there was really a declining market in making PC hardware, and it wasn't a place they needed to be, and they got the hell out. And in doing so, they created a quite powerful company in the open source era. And I, I'm not trying to claim that what they're doing is all open source, or even any of it is, but rather that they 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 moved into the services business. They offer services and some software as a service, right? Yep. It's really where their money comes from. And yes, there's some hardware, but it ain't a lot. You know, I mean there I would I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of their cash comes from uh software or services or software as a service. Right. And and it works. Well, what, what, what Microsoft is looking at here, I think, more than anything, is, you know, with, with this uh, 
Surface tablet and with their Windows phones, and now that especially since they own a hardware manufacturer, and you know, with their Xbox platform, yeah, it almost looks like point. they're pushing towards making uh, Microsoft Apple <laughs> effectively saying, Here's our hardware. You know, obviously they can't do this all in one fell swoop because, you know, all the PC manufactured would go, you know, ape crap. But they would, uh, you know, they, they're going to be putting out, um, they're going to be putting out window, Microsoft Windows computers. They're putting them out as devices. These devices will get software updates. You're not buying Windows for them. They come built in. The, you know, the Windows phone, you can see them going down that same path where there's just going to be a Microsoft, you, the Microsoft phone. Okay. And the I'm- Xbox platform the same way. And, you know, with, it seems like that's the way they're headed this way, which is kind of weird because you know, that's not what they've been doing for the last 20 years. You know, I might have to change my tune because oh, when, really? <laughs> when I think about it, you know, it depends on which markets they're doing this in. Like if you did that in the PC market, you're done. Yeah. It's stupid. It is beyond stupid and it's, it's not going to work. The only yeah. thing, you know, the only thing driving them is that openness, that open hardware. That's what, that's what keeps people coming when there's, other stuff around, you know, I, I think that the trick here is that in mobile, it could happen. And, right. and the problem with, with Android, as we've said a thousand times here, is that with the, the interface with the hardware manufacturers in a case where there's subsidies required in order to make them affordable, it just hamstrings the whole thing. And you end up with 50 different versions. Nobody can figure out what to buy. And it's a mess. If they stepped in with a Windows phone that was a Windows created product that had some semblance of order to it you know the honest honestly the windows phones are pretty nice and if if they were Mm -hmm. as stable in terms of what you got and where they were going and the upgrade path and everything uh as apple they would be a hell of a a contender so i can't argue there in terms of tablet same thing in terms of xbox totally that way Exactly. Well, Xbox <laughs> kind of started from the ground up like that, but with the tablets, that's where it really gets interesting because the Surface is not a competitor to say like the Kindle Fire, right? Right. right. And uh, the, uh, but it is a competitor to the iPad, right? And the iPad is a competitor to the Kindle Fire. So where is that line? And this this is where it really makes a lot of sense for Microsoft to have a very specific brand in there. So that way, if you can go, you know, Kindle versus, I wonder you know, about that. Uh, Kindle versus iPad versus Surface, then you know you can very. It, I think it makes more sense in that market rather than having like twenty five different SKUs at relaunch for a tablet running Windows eight. If you can have this one that says, or two, you want Windows? Here, here you go. I mean, That's here's the, the here's remember. the ARM one. Here's the business one. Yeah, I was gonna say. Remember, they have two, right? And and. Well, and it's straddling that market as well because now a Surface competes with a Windows Seven box, a Windows an OEM Windows Eight box, right? Yeah, I'm not uh, sure I agree uh, with that. I, well, I, it, it's where's the line there? Yeah, I think that number one, it's not a PC comp- That's just not the case. I think that it's a competitor to a PC laptop in the same way that an iPad is a competitor to a MacBook. They're not. 
I mean, yes, some people at a very low end that do dick all with their laptop can say, yeah, well, I could do that on the iPad. That's the question mark market because how many people really need PCs? Lots. I know there's a lot of people in like education and no, lots. Right. Seriously, if you re- if you ever write a letter, right? If you do any word processing, you're screwed. Now, at least on the Apple side. Now, now Microsoft may have an email? answer for that, but what if it's minor email and Facebook? Uh, you know, maybe, but I think that the market of people who only do minor email and Facebook and are willing to spend large on a on a high end uh, on a high end tablet not a big market. See, but that's the thing is that if the if the the low end of the Microsoft Surface tablet can be at a decent price range, but here's the problem. The low-end tablets are not good replacements for that. You know, that's the trick, is that when we compare the top-end tablets to the bottom-end PCs, we have some crossover. But the problem is, is they cost the same, you know? So it's not really, it's really a, a choice of form factor, like you just really love the tablet form, you know, and, and with all its limitations and everything, you're okay with that. That's why I think that really this isn't, I don't think, in the long run, an issue of, of stealing PC sales. I think that it is, however, and, and like, for example, the problem you mentioned, the Kindle Fire, I, I think that the iPad and the Kindle Fire are not competitors. Even though, uh, even though some people may see them that way, I think when it comes down to it, the Kindle Fire is a very advanced media consumption device right and the ipad is an overpowered media consumption device disagree the ipad is and has as people have proven in the last number of years it used to be seen as a media consumption device it's not you right but i'm saying in the market of people looking for media consumption devices there are people buying ipads fair enough if you have they don't necessarily have to Well, and, and this will really change if, if you see a, uh, a similar-priced iPad, smaller iPad. like Which is, is always rumor. still rumored. You see, yeah. you see there's another whole fresh round of rumors popping up about that? Totally. And, and if that were to happen, then that would be, be kind of tricky, especially since with the OS, I mean, it's a big difference. If it were iPad 2 power, which is kind of what everybody is talking about, um, it would be much more of a device than the Kindle Fire. Have you played with a Kindle Fire? Uh, I I did see one, yeah, for for a little bit. Uh, yeah. I didn't get to play with it too much, but I I did uh, kind of look through it for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. I spent about an hour with one. I was at a party oh, okay. yeah. where a friend had one and and let nice. me play with it for a while. And you know, I, I it's a really nice media consumption device, but I don't think anybody would mistake it. For a tablet, you know, it's not it's not like a bad like one of those bad Android tablets. You know, they're a good Android tablet. Sean has one, for example, he loves and yeah. it's actually really usable. But the the bad ones, you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones you mm-hmm. looked at when you went out looking to buy your tablet, yeah. um, you know, those they were still tablets. You could do things. They were a little slow, maybe a little funky. They looked didn't look as pretty. Uh, the OS was a little chunky, but, you know, it was a it was a tablet. No, no arguing. Right, mm-hmm. man. The Kindle Fire you would not mistake it as a tablet. It was a media consumption device that maybe could load some apps and do a couple of things if you really bent it that way, which is cool because there's a, there's a market for that. I'm not, it's not at all to put it down. It's just that I think comparing it in the iPad, man, they're not the same tool. You know, one is, is a, uh, I would say you're right. They're not the same tool. <laughs> However, there are, there is this kind of interesting cross section of the yes, market that is 
that is using it for the same purpose, whether or not they need all the right, extra right. features. Like my, my parents have an iPad. They use it just for web surfing and watching YouTube and stuff like and Skype. I think if but you wanted to they web could surf, get away no, no, with no. something. That's it. You just said with web surfing. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 the crossing point. Like I could not get away with the uh, with the the Kindle Fire for web you surfing. You and might you, not be able to. You but if can it's just basic web, Google searches. You can web search, but I'm telling you, even like your mom would get sick of it very quickly. It's it's ch- it's clunky. It's not right. smooth well, and, and easy. And it's that, crappy. And then that's the market for the low end Android devices to come in as well. Yeah, um, uh, you're right. I, I mean, if I, I think. If there was something now, if all you wanted to do was watch movies, read some, read books, and read magazines and crap, I, I would totally agree. It's like a, it's like a shoe in for that. I think either way, though, it might be a. It's probably smart for Microsoft to kind of create a little bit of brand identity in this part of the market. Um, on the other side of things, with their services, half of this, right. That's the interesting part because they're moving towards like making Office a service, like uh, a monthly paid service. Okay, now I have an interesting thought about that that I, okay. I've been meaning to mention to you anyway. Alrighty. And I wish I had more time to talk about it, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because it's cool. Oh, this thing won't die. We'll be talking about this again at some point. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, Adobe has, has been moving that way for a couple of years now, a year especially. In the last year, they've really been pushing. Like instead of three thousand dollars for for the creative suite you know (laughs) the idea is that for a relatively reasonable monthly price all things considered you can have access to all of it and and i mean we're talking about 50 to 100 bucks a month you know for something that honestly if you do the do the math it's it's like zero percent financing with upgrades you know it's it's what 50 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month if you already own a product so say uh, and and say, but let's say you know uh, multiply that by by I don't know let's say uh, twenty four, you know and so how yeah how often do they come out with a new creative suite? It's once every what eighteen months or something? Yeah, to eighteen months, two years I would say, and yeah. and most people in the past have not upgraded each time. Like oh, okay, it, yeah, it yeah. looks like a lot of people skip one or or one of the partial releases. So the idea being that. It's a fixed cost, and you just get whatever the new one is whenever they come out, and you can use any of the apps as you need. You know, and I hated that because I just love this concept of owning crap, you know, for some <laughs> yeah, unknown I mean, reason that has no – I can't justify at all, you know? Yeah, I, I recently looked through some of my older documents and found that I had very diligently stored away my uh, my key for Acrobat 5.03. Awesome. Good for you, you know, and you're like, like, yeah, that and it was a legitimate one. I'll hold on to it. It's like, okay, I really don't need that anymore. I know. And and (laughs) I I have always wanted to buy and I just I'm starting to think, you know, especially since they have like a $19 version for students right now, which would convert to something that would be like 50 later, which I could afford, you know, if I needed it, especially since they start out with like, oh, yeah, you can go with the creative cloud version, like the free version to start out with and then ramp up into like into you can buy a single app for 20 bucks if you only need Photoshop or whatever. And and you can actually really I I think there could be a very I think it might be a good idea. And it's just us old curmudgeons that are going, 
oh, I don't know. I want to own my, you know, I've got my copy of Office 2010 or whatever for, for the Mac. And it's just like, I'm going to hold on to that forever, right? Man, I I started rethinking that I've been I'm really bad about that anyway. I've been I've been really bad about not thinking through the different types of ownership and how valuable they can be, you know? Yeah. I, I just Well it's it's hard to change your mode of thinking on that because Well, I mean, especially when you've come across previous deals like, you know, I I through my employer, I got office for eleven bucks. Right, because it was part of the employee purchase plan or whatever, right? So it it makes it a little bit harder to swallow six bucks bucks a month for a small business edition of Office. So I I don't know, but the thing is, is that for the majority of people, the six bucks a month is a lot easier to swallow than two hundred and fifty bucks up front. Yeah, and especially when it's generally going to be when you're already buying a new computer and dropping five hundred plus dollars. If you're budgeting stuff, you really don't want to have to drop, you know, over half of of a average computer price on software. Yeah, I just went and looked, and uh, fifty bucks a month for an annual subscription. So you're, you're committing to a year. Yep. And uh, seventy five if you want to cancel any time, and that gives you access to. Every that's the creative cloud setup, which gives you access to full versions of every app and full access to their online services and 20 gig of cloud storage. If you care about that. Right. Well, that's, that's pretty slick. <laughs> See, that's the thing is that I don't know. It's yeah. It's I'm just, hard. To, it's just hard to think of it that way. I know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking though that that damn it, you know, um, that's that's looking awfully good. Yeah, twenty bucks for students and teachers, and that's the same as the complete plan. So anyway, worth a look. See that that kind of got me thinking. I'm like, damn, you know, that's reasonable. I could do well, that, and I could let it go if I needed to, and come back later or something. And even if I pay, if I pay essentially six hundred bucks a year for it. Um, that means that in two years I paid twelve hundred bucks, which is far less than buying the damn master suite. Hell, it's less right. than buying uh, than buying a couple of serious apps. Well, what 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 did CS like? What did the Creative Suite usually go for? Well, let's look. As long See, as we're sitting here, okay. The master uh, upgrade that's not going to work. Um, master collection production premium probably. Uh, I was looking at the master. Oh, the master. Okay. Uh huh. Which is would be the equivalent here. Oh right, you're right, you're right. So uh, let's see. Uh, it's not enough. Twenty five ninety nine. There you go. Twenty six hundred bucks. So so you could actually go three years. Four. Yeah. Is that right? No, no, that's four years. Yeah. Okay, this is a deal. You know, essentially. Yeah. yeah. This is cheaper than I mean, unless you intend to buy. Creative Suite 6 Master and use it till the end of time, which you're not going to do. I mean, if you got four years out of it, I mean, that's your break-even point. At four years, you got to rethink it, you know? I'm just thinking, okay, so back into this. Now, now let's say that... Let's say that that Office worked this way. Instead of selling Office for the absurd, stupid price of like 300 bucks with 17 different versions of it so that nobody can figure out what the hell they're doing and upgrade paths that are BS that everybody has to figure out as well, right? 
I mean, the closest you get is like the Mac versions are reasonable. You go in there like a hundred bucks, you know, ninety bucks or something. That's reasonable. You can do that. Yeah. But but even then, if you were to just tell me, you know what, it's ten bucks a month, and it's just good forever, and it upgrades whenever we have new stuff, I'd be like, man, that'd be really tempting. I gotta be on board with that. Actually, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I might just do it now. If it's if they want it to all be cloud based, where you have to use it like Google Docs or Google Drive or whatever the hell they want, no, I'm not interested. That's well, not going to work. It. Right, right now, a lot of it is 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 web connected stuff. But it looks like, I mean, <laughs> throughout this discussion, it almost seems Microsoft might actually have the right thought going here. Is you know if you know their their big money is in their software and if software in general is is drifting towards this kind of service method of delivery then it kind of does make sense that they want to be in this market in as in in with both feet as as deep as they can to to take advantage of this right it really depends on on their path if they're in in the last couple of years i've seen them heading toward a an entirely online suite which i think would be a horrible idea if, right. if they, that's just not going to work for most people, if they, on the other hand, if they were looking to do what Adobe is doing, man, that might not be bad. I mean, from a business standpoint as well, just looking at the fact that instead of hoping that you'll get that $2,600 sale at some point, and most people it's not, it's going to be a much lesser sale or they're going to steal it, you know? Well, here, here you go. Instead, the, uh... you get some money coming in every month from a whole lot of people, you know? Yeah, the the business uh, version of the Office 365, which is kind of the precursor to the stuff that's going to be coming out with Windows 8. Right. Um, 20 bucks a month, and you get Office Professional Plus 2010, the desktop version. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm, I'm going to guess that it phones home to make sure you're still subscribed or whatever, but yeah, okay. that gives you the offline f- factor. Um, the, that that the, might work. <laughs> the, the, you, you know the part that's always twitching at the back of my brain. But when we when when you talk about Office as a service, though, is that when it comes down to it, a lot of the people that I work with are still you know sending back and forth Office 2003 formatted docs. God, that's true. Because still get and, and and in some cases, even like Word 97 version, like that kind of dot doc before they went to doc x right right and a lot of that i mean sometimes yeah it's nice to have the new features but for something like office there's a lot of stuff there that really doesn't change from year to year and it makes it a little hard to have this discussion if you really think about okay what things do i use in office that didn't exist last year or last version well and again i mean Maybe this is a drive to get people off of the old crap so that there's a well, lot less. Well, that's it. That's it, too. And, and for, for a business user, this is a no-brainer because, obviously, in business, you want to make sure that you have access to the latest formats You know, for whatever clients you're dealing with. You don't want to say, oh, I'm sorry, could you downgrade your doc and send it back to me, please? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's a little embarrassing. You know, go figure. But I, well, I think you're right. I, I think it, you're right, is that it would be a push to keep everybody updated because you know i mean you know still got a large majority of people on xp right man you know i hate to wrap this up damn it because this is this is awesome (laughs) but uh i'm gonna have to i want to say in wrapping up that i think i changed my mind i think that them becoming a devices and services company that might be a great idea and it gets away from the image of microsoft being big non-changing behemoth man yeah no kidding. which 
is in dire need at this point. It's got to go. <laughs> you know, they, they, that's exactly what they don't just they want to avoid becoming the the quote the next IBM as 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 the industry term would be right. They right. I think I don't know when you first hear it, it sounds stupid, but when you really dive into it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It does indeed. Anything end up? Anything to wrap up with here? Uh, that's about it. I, I, I think we're going to be talking about this once they really start oh, their yeah. push into Windows 8. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the new year for all of this Microsoft stuff is going to be really exciting. And, and that's weird to say that Microsoft <laughs> stuff is going to be exciting, but I really am excited to see what, what happens here. Me too. Me too. We'll see you next week. From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum, galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.